Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hello, Halloy. I have a special guest with me today. Say hi, Maura. Hi. <laughs> Yay. And Maura is one of my good friends from college. Maura, do you want to tell everyone uh, first encounter, first impressions, first um, traumatizing memory with me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel so old because it feels like so long ago. But we were <laughs> fresh, young, like bright-eyed souls <laughs> in undergrad and I remember meeting Haloy in Singers and I don't know that I talked to you initially because I was terrified of everyone in that choir we so love that. it wasn't anxiety really, like it was like tour I think that maybe we got closer um and then it was that first Singers tour where like really we started I finally had like real conversations with you and I was like, oh, my God, this person's not scary. She's not going to, like, annihilate me if I sing a flat note. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's why I'm at Hawaii. And we then, love that. And ever after, ever since. Yes. <laughs> Period. We love. Um, Yeah, just to give you guys some context, some background, Maura and I were in a group called Singers, which is the equivalent of a music cult. <laughs> it was a choir it was fun but you know how music people can be you got your good ones and you got your bad ones so you got to know who to navigate with and who to steer clear of because they might cause drama anyway when we go on tour that's like when we perform and we have a couple free days and it's nice because on those free days you kind of get to know each other and mingle with other singers in the group and that's how more and i became friends we bonded through trauma so oh, yeah. we love it we love a trauma bond so lasting so great <laughs> yes okay so um today mora's here because we're going to be talking about my first situationship slash my hopefully my only situationship hmm. but i brought mora on because she was kind of there throughout the whole ordeal and i was like um, I was literally calling her and I was like, help, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm on a date and I don't know what to say next. And she was like, dude, stop stressing. <laughs> um, and I also brought Maura on because she's really good at giving insight on relationships because she herself has dealt with some similar situations, but she also tends to be able to give like a reasonable, rational point of view when dealing with significant others. So that's why I have you here today. I think you're sane. So that's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. I, I am so flat. I think that's the kindest thing anyone has ever said to me. I don't know that the <laughs> saying is totally correct, but it, oh, so kind, so kind. <laughs> we love. Um, yeah. yeah. So without further ado, I'm going to kind of dive right into this. I'm going to give you guys some back. Oh, well, I'm going to give you some sub points and then I'm going to give you some background on this situation that happened with this guy that I was seeing. Um, so I think it's really important when starting a relationship to have honesty from the get-go, right? To set the tone of the whole relationship. You got to be honest because that's the only way you're able to build a genuine bond. That's kind of like common sense. However, I find that a lot of people have problems with that. We tend to try to play games or like put on facades when first dating because we are scared of being vulnerable and we want the person to like us. So we try to adapt to be what we think they want us to be. Um, to give you guys some background on this guy that I was seeing, I started texting this guy on Tinder. So that was my first mistake. <laughs> but <laughs> Just kidding. There's some good stories that come off Tinder, just not mine. So, um, so we started talking in the beginning of September, you know, we were talking back and forth. And then 
he kind of quickly asked me um on a date and I was like yeah okay I'm free this day why not um and you know we had sent like kind of insinuating texts back and forth but I had made it pretty clear that like I didn't want to sleep with him too soon and he was like yeah that's fair I totally respect that and he wasn't like oh nah man I'm dipping because you don't want to sleep with me on the first date so um so I thought he was like I ran this by Mora and like one of my other friends and they were like yeah that seems about right like that's the bare minimum okay <laughs> like good he's doing good um you know and he had said you know I'm okay with going at your pace really liked me and said it was fine if I needed time to figure it out because I was pretty straightforward I try not to lead people on so I had been like hey look man I like spending time with you I'm really not sure if I like you yet I'm just going to be real about that and he had kind of been like yeah that's chill so like that that initial conversation of like here's where I'm at was happening like we were communicating where are we at how are we feeling? He was like, I really like you. And I was like, I'm not sure. And he was like, that's okay. Take your time. I don't want to rush you. Right. Um, a couple of dates in, I kind of admitted to him. Um, I don't have a ton of dating history just because when I was in college, I was dealing with a lot of family issues in college. So boys were kind of on the back burner. Um, and you know, dating was just never a priority of mine. Um, and I had kind of mentioned this guy to my sister and she was like, I don't think you should have told him about your dating history. Like, don't be so straightforward. Don't tell them everything from the start. But I felt, like I said, I feel like honesty from the get-go is better. And like, if they don't like who you are or like what you're about, then they'll just leave. It's better to just kind of clear the air from the start. Um, do you have anything to add on, Maura? Yeah, so... Honestly, I really agree with you there because I know there's a lot of pressure to be who you think somebody wants, where especially if you're someone who's used to looking for those kind of subtle signs like, oh, is this person into me? And you say, okay, they seem to really like that. So I'm going to keep doing that, even if it's not supernatural for me. Mm -hmm. um, and there's that pressure to really be um, someone who someone else would want um, and to be desirable. But um, at least in my experience and um, my take is that if you don't ask, you don't get. And if you put out signals and make it seem like you want things that you don't really want, or if you give that unclear communication, basically, um, and you put out this false version of yourself, you're not going to get the things that make your true self happy. You're going to get the things that are that your false self is kind of attracting. Mm -hmm. So it's so I agree. Honesty is the best policy because period that's, that's the ticket <laughs> yeah that's the ticket to a really fulfilling relationship really yeah and like I mean you got to think about it like this the way that you get someone that's what you're going to have to keep doing to keep them like if you keep lying and like putting on a facade you're going to have to keep playing that role to keep exactly. them around right exactly. um yeah and you know I just kind of was like I don't care if I'm being too you know honest or like what's the word abrasive I guess with my information or like just being straightforward I think that's the best way to be and like like I said it obviously that wasn't good and that's okay um anyway so I'm gonna move on so at first he seemed to be okay with this um we like did stuff but we didn't really sleep together until maybe a month had passed of seeing each other and I was like yeah I'm I'm ready and he was like super 
respectful and like assured me that it wouldn't be weird and he wouldn't leave me after sleeping with me right he was like I'm not gonna ghost you but I will say this instead of ghosting he started distancing himself and breadcrumbing and that was my first red flag like you I don't I don't know how to explain it but you can feel when something is off like I I felt like something was off like a couple days after it happened I was like something's going on and like the texts and effort was not like that he was sending weren't coming as often anymore and like the setting up of hangouts was not happening and like our last hangout I discussed I don't want to see other people and he had agreed and had kind of closed it on I don't want to see other people but I also don't want to rush into a relationship um and to end it I'm just gonna say this guy I kind of knew this was gonna happen we had I had planned one more date and he had been like I'll get back to you and he had never gotten back to me and of course just to kind of end it for my sake just so that I could kind of close the door I sent a final text saying hey I wish you the best I wish you had communicated that you weren't feeling me anymore or like if something was off but like I think it's better we don't see each other anymore it was you know not really malicious it was just like a hey just so you know this is over don't try to come back type of text um thoughts yeah so honestly like and I've said it before but I'll say it on here for the sake of this podcast it sucks and I'm really sorry you had to go through that because that is um it's a lot of hot and cold and it can really mess with your head so first of all let me just say that you your worth is independent of Mr. Man's actions here um so let's start there but also I think his actions and his behavior really demonstrate one what that process of um putting out that false persona and trying to play that role looks like and also too the he demonstrated kind of why you don't want to do that because it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. so initially and we've chatted about this however it's um he was all about it and it it was a hundred percent he wanted to see you all the time he wanted to do everything for you and he wanted to be there fully hundred percent and then um and he was okay with everything it didn't matter like nothing mattered everything was great all sunshine and rainbows and then all of a sudden um when that stopped being sustainable he stopped giving that Mm -hmm. and that creates this kind of hot and cold um affect so i think that's that's my take there he really just demonstrated not only what that looks like but why you don't want to do that to somebody because here you are you're kind of standing in the in the aftermath like what just happened he's telling me one thing but doing another the words Mm -hmm. and the actions just don't match yes so yeah we call that a liar (laughs) that's a word for it that's a word (laughs) (laughs) listen this isn't to I mean mind you I don't know what this person was going through I know that this person was dealing with a lot of personal stuff and he had kind of sort of communicated that but not really gone into depth with it with me and that was the problem like I said communication and being honest it wasn't there and I think I'm going to go into my next point and you had mentioned it too you know this guy was giving effort at first and so I want to talk about making sure you only give the amount of energy you receive you know in the beginning like you were saying this guy I was seeing easy to talk to easy to be honest with and I was like okay I want to match his energy um um I'm gonna you know 
pay for things too. Cause this guy was driving to see me paying for dates, planning cute outings. And I was like, I want to, you know, drive to you too and pay for things too. Um, but you know, the second that I saw that he wasn't, he pulled back, I was like, okay, I'm going to pull back then. Because I think a lot of people, what they do is they'll start putting in more effort when someone starts pulling back. And mind you, that that's a normal reaction. Like at first when it happened, I addressed it. I was like, what's going on? And then when I saw that, you know, change was not going to happen, I was like, okay, now I'm going to pull back because I understand that you are not capable of changing where you are right now. And like I said, it could have been a multitude of factors. Maybe he lost interest. Maybe he was dealing with personal things, but at the same time, communication needed to happen if that was the case. I see your point and my my two cents that you I guess you technically asked for here but yes. my two cents um, is that um, there's a lot of emphasis on okay how much effort is being put in someone's putting in more effort someone's putting in less and there's a lot of focus on the amount of effort but at least in my experience my take is that it's much more it's a much more productive use of your time and a much more fulfilling use of your time to focus on why that effort is being put forth. So if you, um, or hello, in your shoes, like why are you putting forth the effort you're putting in? Um, if Mr. Man, this guy, um, why is he putting forth that effort? Because that helps you really shift your focus um, towards um, kind of the long-term where are, are you putting an effort because you see a future with this person or are you putting an effort into a given activity um, just because you think it's going to make them like you. Those are two mm -hmm. very different reasons. Mm -hmm. And one is way more fulfilling where you say, you know what, I really see a future with this person and they make me really happy. And, you know, they said that they really like, I don't know, something guys like, they really like, this person said they really like hamburgers. So I'm going to make them the best hamburger I know how to make because I care about them and I want them to be happy. Mm -hmm. That's very different from me saying something like, Oh my gosh, they said they love blondes, so I'm going to dye my hair bleach blonde to be what they want. Oh, no, ma'am. That's toxic. Yeah, no, ma'am. <laughs> do that here. So, um, that's, that's, the, that's the thought there. Just instead of kind of focusing on um, the amount and making it match, because that's an endless game that's just going to make your head hurt, focusing mm -hmm. instead on kind of why you're giving the energy you're giving. Um, and if you're noticing a change in the other person's, think about why they're the energy they're giving has changed. That type yes. of thing. Yeah, totally. So, like I said, yeah, addressing, communicating that something's up, which I did. When I totally, that's a good add-on or like kind of counter to what I said. Like not just matching effort, but mm -hmm. making sure your reasons as to why you're giving effort are there. <laughs> because to be fair, it's like some people give effort because they're trying to get something from you which mm -hmm. could have very much been the case in this scenario. Um, but like I said, I'll never know what this person was thinking because they didn't communicate. So, mm -hmm. um, which is going to kind of go into my third point, you know, communicating where you are and what you're feeling is the fair thing to do. Um, just to communicate to whoever you're dealing with, whether it be a platonic or romantic relationship. Um, you know, and I stated this in my other episodes, communication is totally key to everything in your friendships, in your family dynamics, in your romantic dynamics, you know, people aren't going to be able to guess what's going on in your head 
And even with your, if we're dealing with a lot in our personal lives or like our feelings change, you need to say something. Um, the only thing I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm sure I did things in this ordeal with while seeing this person that were distasteful. But the thing is, when it came to the end, there was no communication. There was no way for me to fix anything that I did wrong because I was not told that I was doing something wrong. Um, and I know confrontation can be kind of unpleasant, but at least I would have had clarity and closure if I was told, hey, please fix this. I don't like this. And I just want to close and then I'll kind of give you the mic, Mora. I'm going to say I'm, in this case scenario, yeah, there was no label established, right? We were not at all boyfriend and girlfriend. However, a clear relationship has been established if you've gone on like multiple dates with someone, I feel you kind of, you know them and just out of integrity and respect, there should be some form of communication. Thoughts? Yeah. So you're totally, I totally agree with you. Anger and frustration, those are valid emotions, especially when um, you're experiencing this kind of um, disconnect between what you're seeing and what this person's saying and kind of the actions, all of that. Um, and it's frustrating because you're saying, I thought we established this. I thought, I thought we set these expectations, but here we are. And apparently like this isn't, this isn't where we, where we established. This isn't like the community, there's a communication breakdown here. So totally want to echo your thoughts on the importance of communication. And, um, and I want to echo your thoughts again on, um, that kind of mind reading concept. Somebody can't know it if you don't say it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think the key, um, I think a lot of times people, I think it's a fear response where they don't want to ask for what they want because that seems pushy and that seems aggressive, but it's actually a really healthy communication tactic mm -hmm. to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. So, and the thing about relationships is, and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship, whether it's your your homie, your platonic homie, your little situationship, your, um, your long-term relationships, they're dynamic and expectations change throughout. So just because you started, you had one conversation, that's not the one and only conversation. You got to keep having them and leave mm -hmm. that that two-way communication channel open. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where Haloy, you were doing great of saying, hey, you can talk to me and like, keep me updated. This is where I'm at. I want to know where you're at. And this is where homie G dropped the ball. Where, not homie G. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say yeah. for that? So he, he, he dropped the ball though, because he didn't take you up on that, on that two-way street um, kind of proposal mm -hmm. because you left it wide open and he, he walked the other direction, which that's on him. So mm -hmm. I encourage anybody keep that channel open and use that and recognize that communication, it, like relationship status, communication, it's all dynamic and you got to just keep doing it mm -hmm. keep having those conversations. Yeah. Um, and that really can reduce frustration too, because let's say you change your mind. Nobody's going to know it if you don't say it. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe you started out trying to um, like be what someone else wants. And then you realize, oh, shoot, I listened to Hloy's podcast. And now I know that I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Open up that communication channel and let them know what you really want. And yeah. that, that can reduce the frustration too. Um, 
and let's see i feel like there was something else i was going to touch on but oh she's making notes okay period we're preaching we're preaching it's sunday we we must as we must so um oh oh last piece so no communication um so i feel like there's a lot of talk about like oh like you need open communication open communication oh my gosh and all these this is what makes good communication but um can confirm that there is no such thing as perfect communication Mm -hmm. sometimes you think you're being super clear and the other person is like what i have (laughs) i have no idea what you just said or they're like i totally got it totally know what you said and they actually have no idea like they totally got it twisted so i love that (laughs) really keep that two-way street open just to make sure everybody's on the same page everybody knows what's up yeah no, I totally, huh? That's my say? like five cents. Went on for, for a while there. No, as you should, Queen. Okay. I said I'm at your pulpit while you're preaching, clapping and <laughs> snapping. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally, I totally love your add-ons. I definitely think that people think that, you know, hiding how they feel and not communicating sometimes is healthy. They're like, oh, I don't want to seem needy. But the thing is, how you're feeling comes out anyway even if you don't talk about it like your actions are going to show it you know what I mean and I fall short of that too like sometimes I would be upset and you know I did the girl thing not I wouldn't say I'm fine I would just say I don't want to talk about it if I was pressed by this guy when we had um when I had something going on and I didn't want to talk about it I'd just go oh I don't really want to talk about it so I can't say that I'm perfect in that realm but i I do understand. I know that communication is key and I do try to work on that. So, and I'm going to kind of go into our next, oh, did you have another add-on or? No, no. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to kind of go into our next um, category, which is, I think people only change if they want to. I don't think it's anyone's job to try to save or change someone else, especially if they're not willing to because that's just a losing battle you are fighting. Um, And, you know, I think how someone treats you is definitely a reflection of how they view themselves. There is an internal battle going on if someone treats you poorly. It's not on you. It's not a reflection of your worth, and it's not your job to show them their own value and help them feel secure. So, and the other thing is, you know, if you keep people around like that, that aren't treating you well, you're showing them that it's okay to treat you like shit so like in this situation when I was getting mixed signals and bad communication and I felt like something was off I addressed it verbally and said I feel uncomfortable I feel like the feelings are fading and I said something along those lines to this person and you know I saw that his actions were not going to change And I was sitting there and I was like, well, I could either allow him to treat me poorly and put up with this or I can leave because this person is not going to change. Um, And, you know, the person I was seeing was going through a lot, as I stated, right? He had his own personal issues. But the thing is, everyone has issues and how you treat other people is a reflection of who you are when the going gets tough. And obviously that's how he deals with things is pushing people away. And if that's the case, then I wouldn't want to stick around for that. Right. So 
thoughts on that. Have you been through a similar situation? I think you've mentioned to me before, just in our own conversations that you have, or do you have any two cents, five cents to add in? Oh, I've got, <laughs> I've got many. I've got like a whole dollar, dude. All okay. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, oh my gosh, no, the thought's going to leave my brain. Okay. You were just saying, what was the last thing you said? Because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to respond to that. Um, um, how we handle, you know, tough ourselves in tough situations under pressure is a reflection of who we really are, like our maturity level and such. So what yes. are your thoughts? Yes. Okay. So that, um, I think we've, we've chatted a little bit about, of, um, like, um, how, like you, you want to represent yourself, your true self and all that. Um, but part of kind of dating around and talking to people is, you got to have an idea of what you want. And it's very like, it's the cliche. It's kind of like the cliche friends, pros and cons list. Okay. Like, um, but you kind of got to make a pros and cons list of, okay, these are the things I want. Um, uh, let's say you want someone who uses open communication and, um, and like is giving effort in a way that feels true and um, fair to you and all of that. Um, and who knows, maybe you want them to be over or under six foot. I don't know. So um, <laughs> oh. any, of those, any of those qualifications, you want to kind of have that in mind. And then, I mean, fact of the matter is nobody's ever going to meet them 100%. I wish there were perfect people out there, but nobody's going to perfectly match up. You're going to have to compromise on some things. You just mm -hmm. got to decide what it's what you're willing to compromise on. Yes. Um, are you willing to be the person if someone is going through some something like depression, and that's obviously a long-term thing, um, if you're um, if you're talking to someone with depression who's going to withdraw, how do you feel about that? Um, and it's not like good or bad. Whichever decision you make, it's not a good or bad thing. It just is because at the end of the day, it's got to be sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's not a reflection on your character, on their character. It just is, and you can't change them. You're not dating is not meant to fix people unless you're mm -hmm. being paid to be their therapist. You are also not their therapist. Period. So, <laughs> Too yeah. many dating therapists. Unless you're there. being paid. And if so, maybe don't date them. Question mark. Um, so, yeah, guide them, a, guide them to professional help, sweetie. Guide yeah, them to yeah. Exactly. Oh. But it's all about kind of like what are you um what are you looking for and what are you willing to kind of give up, like let go, I guess is a better way to say it. Um so there, and then I've definitely been in situations where I'm saying, you know what, like, I'm a terrible person. This person is really going through it. I mean, I've talked to, I remember I talked to one guy where it was all sunshine and rainbows right out, right out the gate. I was like, wow, this is really cool. It's all, it's all going really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Rock and roll. And then all of a sudden it was like a light switch, um, just due to some mental health changes and, um, those um, there were some medication changes as well that really kind of exacerbated the mental health changes. All of a sudden it flipped and it was like, I'd get like one word responses. And I was like, huh. And I would try to reach out. Um, and I tried to be the manic pixie dream girl who was reaching out. Hey, here's this sunshiny, funny meme I found. Yay. Mm -hmm. um, trying to pull them out. Um, and all I did was really just build up frustration. Where it's like, I can't, I can't. Um, and finally got to the realization of, okay, 
like this person's not talking to me. Um, I'm I'm being open. I left the communication channel open. I said, hey, I'm here for you. If you want to talk about anything, um, I I care about you. Like I really want to hear your thoughts. Um, all all that stuff. And it was just okay. One word responses. So at a certain point, I had to recognize. All right, I'm not this person's therapist. I can't really fix them. So we got to have a conversation here. So mm-hmm. I asked and we ended up parting ways because that's um, because that was the best step for both of us. And it all comes down to really like, what are you willing to like, what what is sustainable and um, what makes both parties like all parties feel fulfilled in the relationship? So kind of that. And then it's also you don't want to fall into the trap either of that good or bad kind of communication piece or that good or bad like oh am I being a good partner like like if you start to place it in a binary uh classification system like that it really takes out all of the nuance that makes up why you're doing what you're doing and that reason it's really hard to kind of come back from that so I will just put it out there it doesn't make you a bad partner to advocate for yourself it actually makes you a really good partner so if you're finding, hey, I really care about this person, but I just can't facilitate this need, or I just, or I feel like this need of mine is not being met, that doesn't make you a bad partner. That actually makes you a really good partner. So don't try to change people. Instead, mm-hmm. focus your energy on advocating for what you need. Yes, what you want. <laughs> yes, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, no, and you know, it's nice that you got that last conversation in with the person you were seeing but not sadly not everyone is mature enough to have that kind of conversation like I said a lot of people are scared of confrontation so they try to like just ignore when confronted Mm -hmm. with an issue right um Mm -hmm. and you know it's sad but it is the way it is but I'm happy that at least in your case it was like the person was willing to like sit down and talk to you it sounded like right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Thank you for adding in your two cents. With that, I'm going to move on. So I think forgiving them, um, and like in this case, the person I was seeing, or at least letting go of the anger in regards to what someone did to you is very important. You know, I think it's okay to feel angry and frustrated about the situation, but I think giving into anger and like seeking out revenge or holding on to anger is still giving effort to this person or to someone that you were dealing with, you know, that you've ended cut ties with. Um, And, you know, when you sever a relationship with someone, it's like you need to forgive them for your own sake. It's not really for them. It's for you to be able to move on. Right. Um, Because, yes, they might have done something like in my situation. I know it's not as bad as some people's like, let's say they have a partner cheat on them. It's not your job to go and get justice for that. The thing is, the world has a nice way of sorting things out and giving everyone what they deserve. So you might not be the one to dish out that lesson to them, but someone else will or something else will. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the idea of just kind of like, letting them go and you know kind of not thinking about them anymore easier said than done but like yeah um and I'm gonna kind of just kind of rush into our last topic two things um 
like in this situation, I don't think you should ever regret giving 100%. Just make sure you're giving it to the right person and just hope that they, you know, treat the next person better. I think a lot of the times I'll hear people like that are hurt in relationships be like, I hope their next relationship is shitty. And it's like, no, but I hope their next relationship is good because I don't want them hurting someone else. You know what I mean? I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want someone else to be hurt the same way I was because the next person is just as innocent as you were, or we would think, right. They don't, Mm -hmm. they, we, we would think they're just as innocent and like, you know, in this situation, yeah, I regret what happened. I regret that, what you'll call it, this person wasn't able to be that guy for me, but I don't regret how much effort I put in and I don't regret being pretty honest about who I was throughout the whole ordeal. Thoughts? Yeah. Snaps, snaps, agree. (laughs) Because, yeah, you don't want to, it's not worth the energy to kind of like sit in your, throw yourself, like, yeah, you can throw yourself a a small pity party, but don't let it go on and on and on. Um, And you are not the, um, what are they called? The the Justice League. You are not them and they are not you. (laughs) Spend your energy on something else. Spend it on, um, on looking forward and thinking about, all right, this person didn't have what I want. What are the things I want? What am I willing to compromise? What won't I compromise? Um, and focus your energy there totally much better much more fulfilling use your energy yeah and like like with this situation and any and any person like we always talk about platonic because every relationship with people it's kind of like the same idea you have to use the same you have to kind of do the same thing to be successful in any relationship platonic or romantic so I feel like everyone that comes into our lives it's like for a reason and sometimes it's only for you know, a season to teach us something and then, you know, be on your way. And sometimes they are your forever person, right? Like, but don't try to make a, you know, forever person out of someone that's only supposed to be there for a little bit. Cause I think that's what a lot of people do. They try to hold on a lot longer than they need to. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) And while like, certainly, obviously, things very traumatic experiences that we definitely don't have time to dig into today it's not those are the the tough things that there's no real reason sometimes they happen and it sucks and um and definitely seek out any help you need any support you need there's no um never feel bad about asking for the support you need because that just really helps you pursue more fulfilling relationships in the future including with yourself so um throwing that in there but also I love what you said don't try to make a forever person out of someone who is not meant to be a forever person (laughs) take what what you learn from them and learn more about and then you like recognize now I know more about what I want and what I don't want yes yes for sure uh anyway did you have anything else to add on more real quick or I think we I think I got it I think we covered it she said we're good all right this is really therapeutic oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for coming on the show and thank you for being part of the the, what the what's the word the message today thank you for coming to church so (laughs) (laughs) anytime thank you for having me of course all right all right take care friends and I hope to see you again next week stay safe out there everyone